everyone, and thanks for joining me today at itchersseason.live, where we're just going to work on eating more veg. So this is a spinoff of the original itchersseason.life, and we're going to just talk about how to eat more veg, more grains, more more anything that looks like a plant. So you don't have to be vegan. You don't have to be vegetarian for this podcast. We just want you to enjoy eating more veg. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Life. And this is the Eat More Plants series, because that's what we want to do. We want to eat more plants and eat less meat. So let's talk about how we can do that today with our cruciferous vegetables. So why are cruciferous vegetables important? Well, they have some interesting properties. One is they have anti-inflammatory properties. Um, So um, that is being shown in um, human studies, as well as they have properties for anti-cancer. They are phytonutrients for anti-cancer. So I'm actually going to read right off of the cancer.gov site. I'll include this link in our podcast. But uh, cruciferous vegetables are rich in nutrients, including carotenoids. And also they have a group of substances known as glucosinolates. They're sulfur-containing chemicals. And this is what is kind of off-putting with cruciferous vegetables if you don't know how to cook them properly or eat them. Because even preparing them, chewing, digestion... Um, these uh, glucosinolates are broken down and can give you that taste. So how do we eat them? So that we can have all those wonderful uh, cancer-protective properties that these vegetables can provide for us. Um, so I'm actually looking, reading this right off. It says, is there evidence that cruciferous vegetables can help reduce cancer risk in people? So specifically for cancers of prostate cancer, colorectal cancer, lung cancer, and breast cancer. And looking at biomarkers and how those biomarkers change when one when animals or people eat more Uh, cruciferous vegetables. For me and our family, my husband had prostate cancer, my mother had pancreatic cancer, and so did her brother. So I'm really vigilant on not wanting to um, get, uh, pardon me, pancreatic cancer. And I'm on a surveillance program for that. And added with that, we just eat a lot of cruciferous vegetables. So how to do it and what to do with those vegetables. The easiest way for me, I think, is what I encourage people to do is to purchase those bags of sweet kale salad mix that are on the market. Now, 10 years ago when we started this adventure, there was only one brand and now there are store brands. So go out and choose whatever is on the market. Basically, they all have some variation on a theme of kale, green cabbage, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, chicory, some seeds and cranberries, and some type of dressings. So what I do is I just ditch the dressing um, and uh, look at using these five different uh, cruciferous vegetables in different methods. So I'm going to walk through a couple that I hope were helpful to you. The first one is the... uh, Uh, I do stir fries with them. Sometimes they're warm. Sometimes they're a warm salad. And um, so for Walk Wednesday at our house, I'll take our walk. I will um, uh, saute some aromatics like some lentil, uh, not lentils, some lemongrass, some garlic, and some ginger, maybe some onion. And then uh, after that's nice and sauteed, I might 
um, maybe add some plant-based meat or you can use sustainably, sustainably raised meat product if that's still your thing. That's okay. This is about just eating eating more plants. Um, we like to use soybeans. I might add some noodles, some Asian noodles to this, some more Asian spice mixes. I, sometimes this is just prepared. It's just easier to use a prepared blend of Asian spices and liquid like soy sauce and some different tamari, some different sauces. Then I add the uh, sweet calcella mix, put a lid on it, stir it around. I mean, put it, stir it around, put a lid on it, let it steam for a few minutes and it's ready to go. And so in 10 minutes, you have a really nice stir fry. I don't like to overcook them. But they are going to cook more uh, in a wok. So there are times that sometimes I just want my Asian stir fry to be, or my warm salad to be more of a warm salad. So I will keep the sweet cow salad mix in a bowl. I will heat up the sauce and any additional beans or peas. Sugar peas are great. Um, or noodles in the microwave to be super fast. Or just pull it together in a sauce pan on the stove just warm everything up pour it over the fresh sweet kale salad mix and toss it and have more of a warm crunchy salad you can add wontons you can add a furikake mix which i will add that into the the show notes on this so that's one way you can do it is either have a true stir fry or more of a warm asian salad you can do a um, more of an Italian salad, maybe where you're using red beans and some plant-based feta, which is great on the market now, and some olives and just some uh, maybe some beets, some kind of more of a fresher salad. Um, you can also make... Um, just add it to your tacos. Today is Fish Friday at the Bosun household. We will be using Gardein fish tacos replacement, fish replacement, which I think is the best on the market. So we will actually have fish tacos with the Gardein and we will be stuffing them with lots of sweet kale salad mix. When you're, um, Another option is if you enjoy making frittatas, regardless of whether if you're using egg or egg replacement, I like to use the sweet cow salad mix. Like any place I can add some different vegetables to get some complexity of phytonutrients in the, your diet, please do so. Um, so sometimes I'll just saute some onions, some shallots, gently add in the on top the sweet cow salad mix and then pour in the egg of choice, and then I just let it cook as a frittata. I think that's wonderful. You could layer some avocados on top, maybe sprinkle on some tofu bacon. That's really good. You could also, when we go on vacations, what I like to do, if I, if I can have time, because I really appreciate it when I do take the time to make some sweet kale salad mix spring rolls, because that way we can have salad at a picnic table or someplace beautiful but we don't have to have all the utensils so I just you know make 10 or 12 spring rolls pack them up and we take them so it's a great way to feel good and healthy uh, while you're traveling and they're easy you don't really need it's you know when you're eating plant-based and you're traveling you can have a cooler but it's not you're not so stringent like you are when you're taking meat and cheese and salami and milk and anything that's a lot more perishable 
So these are the things that I enjoy uh, with the sweet kale salad mix. And then finally, making a nice uh, soup. So back in the 70s, I'm probably showing my age here, 70s and 80s, um, there was the ever-popular uh, thing. I think it was the American Heart Association that put out the cabbage, cabbage soup diet for weight loss, which is pretty much cabbage and tomatoes and beans. So I like to do a riff on that on Taco Tuesday because I also grew up with the Rotel tomato soup diet. Um, so um, pulling together about five ingredients and making a really super quick taco cabbage soup that actually freezes well too. So if you have leftovers, it freezes well, especially if you do not overcook those, the kale mix. So I hope you enjoyed these tips. I'm going to be doing a cooking class on Tuesday. It's a cooking demonstration on Learn It Live, Tuesday, April the 5th. And we're going to be going through a cooking demonstration of three things to do with cruciferous vegetables. It's going to be fun. It's super quick. And it's only 30 minutes. So come and join me. I also have a cookbook uh, that's available on Amazon and a download on my website called 21 Days of Sweet Kale Salad Mix, where you have basically three weeks of different cuisines on how to use the cruciferous vegetables. What's important about this is you have 30,000 taste buds. So there may be a recipe that you like that works for you, and that's totally cool. And there may be something you're like, eh, not so much. And I think that's important. That's important for all of us as we try to eat more plants is to uh, try them all, try them fresh, um, see how sweet they are when they're fresh, then what happens maybe then when you blend them, and that's what's nice when you have these sweet kale salad mixes, you can experience what happens when you blend them together and you get a different eating experience, and then you get the third eating experiences when you cook them different ways, whether you cook them in a soup or a a full-on wax salad or just a warm salad or a fresh salad. And so you begin to experience what happens when you start to not just have a pile of cabbage and a pile of kale and a pile of this and a pile of beans, but what happens when you bring them all together and you get these bursts of flavors where they complement each other. So I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Be sure and listen to some of my other podcasts on how you can bring more plants into your diet. And I will be into your lifestyle. I don't even like to call it diet. Into your lifestyle. Onto your plate. Get them there. Eat more plants. Eat less meat. That's what we're about. So have a great day and thanks for joining. See you at the next podcast and let's just eat more plants. Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today. I hope you have a new tip for eating more veg. Give me a shout out with comments or suggestions for future podcasts. And be sure and check out my website, follow my cooking demos on YouTube under either Lisa Boson, B-O-E-S-E-N or itchyourseason.life. And if you need a recipe, visit me on Amazon and other online book retailers. And remember, it's always your season to eat more veg. So let's get cooking.